0: Welcome to the Homeschool High School Podcast brought to you by Seven Sisters Homeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. I'm Vicki and I am so excited to be here again with our friend Ann Carrico. And Ann has some exciting news since we last talked to her and that she has started another high school podcast. So we are all in the helping homeschool high school families succeed. So and we're going to talk about grading and paperwork. But first, I want
1: you to take just a minute and talk about your new podcast. Oh, fun. Well, first of all, let me say thanks, Vicky, for having me on here today. I really appreciate it. It's always fun. And I'm super excited about the new podcast. It um, It's going to be hopefully tons of fun for everybody to listen to. I'm going to try to keep it short. So I'm hoping to stay at about 15 to 20 minutes per episode just to give people a chance to kind of listen as they're doing their daily thing, but not be too tied down to something if they don't want to be. Um, And mostly, I'm just going for the whole idea that I've been trying to, you know, help everybody with from the beginning, which is that homeschooling high school does not have to be that hard. So we can take a deep breath and relax and enjoy the homeschool years without feeling bogged down by this long list of musts and shoulds. And that's what I just want to present each and every episode from all the different topics that are out there. And one of the things I'm super excited about is I don't know everything and I'll be able to uh, bring people on who do know things that I don't know. Lovely. So that's be great.
0: So the name of it is It's Not That Hard to Homeschool High School, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> just like your Facebook group. Yes, So which well the Facebook group is marvelous and the podcast is going to be terrific. So I'm looking forward to listening. All right. Well, we're going to talk about grading and paperwork today. So this is the time of year where people tend to go, oh, my goodness, and just really notice all the things that are going well, but all the things that have fallen through the cracks. I remember in my 18 years of being a high school advisor for our homeschool community locally, I at mid-year reviews would sometimes have moms come in with just crates of paper and Mm. it was like not touched or it was half touched and it wasn't sorted because they just got overwhelmed and shut down. Mm -hmm. And so we had to kind of sort through and recalibrate. So, Anne, you are so good at, um, you know, facing realities and helping people recalibrate. So tell us how a homeschool mom could kind of face the fact that
1: grading is tough and how to get kind of restarted. Yeah. And first, let me definitely, true confessions, I have certainly been there, done that. In fact, (laughs) I was literally there just a couple weeks ago when my daughter said, Mom, my coach needs a GPA. She's on a travel softball team and Uh she's a junior this year and they're working on having college coaches come to see them play. And she has to be able to show some sort of GPA in order to be able to give her this figure. So I've been there, done that probably more times than I want to admit, but (laughs) it's kind of funny when you get into these situations, you figure out the ways to handle them, right? So this time yeah. actually went fairly smoothly because I didn't place a whole boatload of guilt on myself. That's probably the right. first thing to say. Absolutely. And, uh, life happens. This mm-hmm. it is probably something that, If not every homeschool mom has gone through, then probably 99% of them have. And
0: And yeah, um, because you know what? That's right. Life does happen. And so we need to operate in God's grace, not in,
1: oh, we have to be the most perfect moms in the world. Exactly. Exactly. And probably the reason life happened and you didn't get to grading is because you were doing things that were more important than grading. Yeah. Um, let's just forget about making ourselves feel guilty and let's just look at what we have before us. So one thing I like to do is first of all, decide what really must be graded. So do you have to grade every single piece of paper that they have accomplished? And the answer to that is, no, no, you yeah, do Wonderful. Yes, <laughs> they do not have to grade everything. Yeah. So for instance, uh, I would not, I do not grade daily work. Anything that is daily work, I consider to be what they are doing while they are learning the content. Mm-hmm. For instance, math is very much that way. They are learning a new concept in math when they're doing that daily work. That daily work is practice in a brand new concept. So why would I want to hold them accountable for a grade for getting that well and right if they are still learning it? There should be allowance that they're going to make mistakes and figure out what went wrong and be able to correct those mistakes and not have a grade for that process. That's the way. You know, I-
0: and that's the lovely thing about homeschooling is we can choose what needs to be graded. And if our kids are allowed to learn and not have to turn in perfect assignments, mm-hmm. you know, even for daily work, that gives them opportunity to, to try and not get frozen by fear of failure.
1: Yes, exactly. Um, history would be the same type of thing. If they've got a textbook or a video that they're answering questions about, they're still learning the material. Mm-hmm. So um, I just, and also when you try to grade daily work, that's when you do get bogged down super fast. And I'm all about keeping things easy and not bogging down. So I never did grade daily work. Instead, I kept my grades to the things that actually showed mastery. So that would be, uh, for math, it would be the test at the end of the chapter. That's something that they have to go back and review how to do all the different types of problems Mm -hmm. and make sure that they remember all of that. And then they take this test and that shows whether or not they actually did learn it. So that's the sort of thing I'm going to assign a grade to. And for history, it might be the same type of end of chapter test, or it might be a paper that they have to write language arts, they might be writing papers, science, they might be, I don't know, doing a lab report or taking a test, anything that kind of comes at the end of a section of learning. That's the type of thing that I would assign grades to. Yeah. And then you've probably cut your work down by about 80%, if not. Yeah, more. yeah absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and so then it becomes a lot easier to not only stay on top of the grading but also to catch up from when you've got this huge pile. But then sometimes what happens when you have that huge pile of grades to do is you realize because you let it go so long that there are things that got missed along the way. <laughs> yeah. I hate this this um, so like in math, they didn't understand a concept you know back at the beginning of the chapter and they carried it through the entire chapter and got it wrong on the test or worse yet, if you're doing Saxon, they got it wrong on multiple tests that (laughs) you never got to. Oh, that's so demoralizing because you know, it's in many ways your fault. Yeah. Because you didn't do your grading when you should have. So there are a couple of ways to handle things like that. Um, One of them is own up to the fact that you should have been grading before now and you can adjust grades for your failures. And I'm not saying you're going to give the kid an A when they deserve a B. Um, But I am Mm -hmm. saying that even public school teachers do find ways to help a kid out. So, and college professors do this too. My son is in a college chemistry class right now where the guy literally gave him extra points on the test because the Cardinals made it to the playoffs.
0: <laughs> right, yeah, like there's there are a lot of subjective points in life, yeah, and yeah they they'll, college teachers will curve grades or yes. the cardinals win, or yes. you know
1: whatever happens, so we want to be honest, but it doesn't mean we have to be rigid, exactly, that's a great way to put it, so, and I am not at all encouraging you to give points because the Cardinals make the playoffs, but Um, That's on that guy's conscience, not mine. We have to live within our conscience, but uh, you can take a low grade and drop it and take the average out of the rest of them. Or you can offer the opportunity for some extra credit. Hey, if you um, learn this concept that I missed five tests ago and you redo all these test problems that involve that concept, then I will give you so many points back or... um, Mm That's another way. Or uh, you can, I mean, the extra credit can also be something completely separate that, oh, hey, I want you to go read this book and give me five paragraphs about it, and I can give you extra Mm -hmm. points that way. There's all sorts of things that we can do to help boost our kids' grade, especially when we've been the one that failed and they were continuing a mistake that they never got corrected on in the first place. So
0: what you're exhibiting is is looking for growth and redemption, mm-hmm. um, both for yourself, but your kids' educational process. And, you know, teachers in a regular school setting will sometimes realize that kids didn't get a concept and you know, whether they missed teaching it well or whatever. And so they will adjust test scores or go back and reteach. Mm-hmm. So this is just another version of
1: that. Except there is one thing in high school that I do want to bring forward. And that is to, again, don't apply too much guilt to yourself because in high school, your kid is supposed to be coming to you when they've got an issue. Um, Would you repeat that? (laughs) In high school, your teen is supposed to be responsible enough to be coming to you when they have a question or an issue, or even to come to you and say, hey, you haven't graded my math test yet. And I don't feel comfortable going on until I know what I got on that last one.
0: And that's, you know what, we want kids to learn to advocate for themselves and to be prepared for adulthood. Mm -hmm. And this is a really good
1: place to start. Yes, they need to come. Exactly. So if they let it slide for that long then that's on them too. So it's not like you have to try to bring a C up to an A for them. Uh, Mm -hmm. Their diligence Mm -hmm. is also a factor in their grade. And if they were not diligent enough to make sure that they got the feedback that they needed or the correction that they needed, then they are also, that's something that's going to play out as far as what grade they get as well. And you don't need to try to overcome so much. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's, you know, beautiful ways of looking at redemption. So when there are glitches in life and they do happen is that teens can find opportunities for growth, like they need to own their education a little better, advocate for themselves. And moms need to recalibrate too and give themselves some grace. And then everybody start fresh.
1: I love it. Yes, because um, this is the day that the Lord has made and we're going to rejoice and be glad in it. And it's a fresh new day. His loving kindnesses are new every morning and we can give grace to one another, not only to ourselves, but also to our teen. They're still learning about this whole process of organization and owning, being responsible for this stuff. And there's a lot to it. And we would much rather have them fail here at our home than years later when they're at college and it's costing somebody thousands of dollars. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: So, and, you know, on that subject, part of the grading issues that we moms have is just the volumes of paperwork, like Mm -hmm. all these pieces of paper all over the place. Mm -hmm. So what suggestions would you have for
1: just handling paper? Oh, yeah, great question. And <laughs> once again, this is one of those areas where I'm just like, let's just keep it simple. So I don't I don't actually record stuff onto spreadsheets or anything like that. So what we're around here is my daughter, when something needs graded, she puts it in a an inbox, if you will. There's a certain box in a certain place that she knows where she's supposed to put all the stuff that needs to be graded. And, uh, so when I see something there, then I know, Hey, there's some grading to be done. Now, is she mm-hmm. always diligent to do that? No. And then of course I need to go after her and say, Hey, I'm missing a few history quizzes. I think it's been a little while and she has to go route them out and bring them to me. But in general, that's the way it's kind of supposed to work theoretically. And in general, it works pretty well. Um, so then I grade whatever needs to be graded, and. I put the grade on the piece of paper and if it's necessary for her to receive that feedback to find out what she did wrong because she's going to need it later, then I'll definitely give it back to her, give her the chance to look it over, learn what she needs to learn. If it's a pretty poor grade, then we have opportunity to retake and get some of those points back. That's kind of a little aside. I never give them the opportunity to get everything back because um, mm-hmm. I do feel that there needs to be accountability for that first time effort so that sure. they're not always yeah. thinking, oh, well, I can do as badly as I want on this. And so I don't have to <laughs> study. And I don't have to work on this because mom's always going to give me the opportunity to do it again and bring my grade up to an A. Yeah. No, I personally don't follow that philosophy. So if it is a bad grade and I've got a level of about an 80, I don't have a problem mm-hmm. with my kids getting B's. Um, Mm -hmm. if they do start to get habitual C's, that's when I've got a problem. So if it is a grade, maybe if it's the first C then it's not a problem for me, but if it becomes an issue where C's and D's are happening repetitively, then I'm going to give that test back to them. And I'm going to say, you need to redo this for everything that you get right, that you got wrong before you're going to get half credit back. So I'll give them half credit back so they can bring that grade up a bit. Um, So then she's got the opportunity to do that. So now that whatever it is, is completely done and I've got it back in my hands again. Um, Then what I literally do is I just put it in a file folder and I put it just at the front of the file folder. Whatever's the newest thing goes at the front of the file folder. It's got her name on it and history, science, math, English, whatever electives she's doing all, everything that has received a grade goes in that file folder, higgledy-piggledy. I don't care. Mm it's yeah. not organized in there it just gets thrown in there and uh then i don't need to touch anything again until the end of the semester and at that point then i will sort it into subjects and i will put it in order from you know the first test 1 to test 10 or however many there were um paper 1 to paper 10 you know and i will average them all together at that point in time and so Then the next step is, once you've got an average, I just staple that subject together. So for instance, math test one through test 10 all get stapled up together at the top of the left-hand corner, and that semester grade gets written on the top of the very first one. No such thing as some extra place to put it. I just write it on the top of the first test and staple them all together, and then that goes back into the file folder. (laughs) And um, when I'm ready to make a transcript, I have that semester course and grade all there ready to put on the transcripts.
0: I hope that everyone was really listening to that because a lot of times we homeschool moms get the, like, we need to school at home. So we need a grade book and we need to enter grades in and have something really fancy looking. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of us moms, that's overwhelming also. And we don't like grade books anyway, but (laughs) there's not one right way to keep track of paperwork and grades and you have a beautiful system that works beautifully for you. And I think that that's going to really
1: encourage a lot of homeschool moms out there. I'm glad because it, there's no reason. I just have hated adding extra steps when none need to be mm-hmm. there. That's like yeah. how I handle all of life, to be honest with yeah. you. So easy, then- easy recipes and let's do cleaning as little as possible. And yeah, so that's my yeah. life.
0: So why, why have a mountain if you can have a molehill? So. Exactly. Yes, perfect. All right. So Anne, would you please tell people how to get in touch with you?
1: And um, especially a little bit more about the podcast. Oh, sure. I'm happy to do that. So I blog at annieandeverything.com. Just spell it all out and you'll find me there. I also have the Facebook group that you mentioned called It's Not That Hard to Homeschool High School. There's a sister group called It's Not That Hard to Homeschool K to Eight. So they can find me in either of those places. Um, on the website, I sell my two books. One is called Cure the Fear of Homeschooling High School, and it is a step-by-step planning book. To take you from square one of knowing nothing through all the research you need to do, the decisions that you can make, and uh, I hope that it just builds confidence in moms of how much freedom that they have. At the end of the book, they've got a four-year plan for their teen that they can get started on and feel confident about. And then my second book is called "Save Your Sanity While Homeschooling High School." It's more of a traditional, <laughs> yeah, it's more of a traditional reading book where. Um, It's going to help you set reasonable expectations and deal with some of the issues that might come up as you're homeschooling high school. Um, I also have started a community, an online paid membership community called Hugs for Homeschooling High School. You can find that on the website as well. It's uh, $10 a month and we do lots of great stuff inside that community. It is for Christian homeschool high school moms. So we pray for one another. We build one another up. I'm in there probably more than any place else. That's kind of where my I feel free to be more myself in there yeah. because we can talk about the Lord and how that affects our homeschooling and our lives. We're currently going through a book. Uh, it's called oh. Loving God with All Your Mind by Elizabeth George. We're doing that mm. as a book club inside the group. So I encourage anybody who is looking for something maybe separate from social media or in addition to social media where they can find community So that's what we're hoping to give everyone who is part of that community. Beautiful. And the podcast. The podcast, exactly, called the It's Not That Hard to Homeschool High School podcast. It launches in mid-November, which is actually when we're taping this. And I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but hey. Oh, yes, absolutely. (laughs) I was trying to decide, do I need to use past tense or present tense? Or future. Um, And I'm just super excited, as I mentioned earlier, about how I'm going to be able to help more people because I'll be able to extend into what I don't know about, which is a lot. So uh, I will be doing some of the episodes myself. In fact, the first five episodes are the five things you should know about homeschooling high school or the five things you should know to homeschool high school. And I'm using the word should kind of tongue in cheek there because I don't like that Mm -hmm. word in general. But these are things that I want everybody to know because I think they will be more successful if they know them. Um, but then after that, we're going to branch into interviews with people and, uh, it's just going to be, I think a really fun time. And as you can tell, I like to talk, <laughs> <Yeah>. so
0: <laughs> I think it'll be oh, a good. <laughs> yeah, I'm so looking forward to listening. So, okay, well, I better wrap it up and thank you for squeezing us into your schedule and I will have the links for everything in the show notes. And now we all feel way better about ourselves in grading and keeping up with paperwork. So Perfect. thank you again, Anne. Thank you so much. So this has been the Homeschool High School podcast brought to you by Seven Sisters homeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. Please stop by um, iTunes and leave us a review and let some stars because that will help other people find us. All right. We will see you next week.